weather girl. Uh-huh. And have we got news for you. You better listen. Get ready for your lonely girls and leave those umbrellas at home. All right. It's raining. Ben. And with me remembering that I'd made that jingle, uh, we begin the show. This is It's Raining Ben. Haven't seen you for a fair bit of time, actually. We've been, well, you know, not. So this is me, Ben. I'm the one it's raining, but I'm not raining alone. I'm raining today with Tom. Hi, Ben. Hello, Tom. Tom's uh, first time on the show. I like to make it sound like the show has been going longer by implying that there's been this long roster of people. You're the fifth person on the show, if I include an imaginary person that I made up. So realistically, the fourth. How are you feeling about being on the radio, Tom? Yeah, kind of um, excited. Mm. Uh, nervous. I'm not really nervous. No, I, no, there's I, no like reason to, I like to say I'm nervous so people uh, treat me nicer. Yeah, yeah, so you're endearing people. I did that for the first about two months of working in the bar and now working. It was, oh, I'm, you know, I'm very new. It's my first time. You've been there a year. And just, oh, I'm just making mistakes. I'm, I'm new at this. I'm yeah, nervous. exactly. The problem, of course, being when you have regulars that they know you're not new. So mm. that sort of wore thin. It's fine. I turned into a, a lovely little gimmick of mine. So, uh, as is tradition, I'm going to jump straight into a little, little bit of music. Um, what kind of thing do you think you want to hear to start off a show such as this? Um, grime. <laughs> hmm. What have I got that's vaguely close to grime? Oh, yes, I've got uh, this. Very, very nice. Very, very nice. Oh, well, very, very nice. Very, very nice. 
was I saw a lamb by uh, me, or at least a younger me, which I suppose is a, a, a different me. Do you subscribe to the idea that you uh, can't remain the same person because, you know, all of your cells rejuvenated, died, become new ones, so you're physically a different person every seven or eight years or whatever it is? Uh, I know that I am um, often um, quite either annoyed or satisfied by previous me. <laughs> like like when you, um, when you forget you've done something mm. and then realize you've done it uh-huh. and then you're, I don't know. Yeah, I've been going through old oldness um, in order to put together a, a website of, of how wonderful I am. Uh, coming soon. Uh, there's And looking for basically material to fill out a blog to give the impression the blog's been going longer because I feel like launching a website with a blog that has one post seems to be like, I don't know, even though that's honest, it seems to be a, a bit of a mistake. So I'm trying to pad it with old stuff. But uh, uh, even something I've done like, even the first Moon Club episodes, that was only like a year ago. I'm already like, oh, God, Jesus. Yeah, old Moon was so rubbish. <laughs> I know. Even just, it's just simply the, the distance of time. I feel there's nothing else that's changed. I don't think I've got any better. It's just that that was longer ago. That's enough to make it's just me... different. Different, exactly. I didn't do that right now. That must be a mistake. So, uh, what I normally do to get everyone relaxed uh, is to do a series of questions that are specifically tailored to make people feel comfortable. Um, there were some of these done at the recent Moon Club event that you attended, uh, and on every previous uh, episode of It's Raining Ben. So, you know, everyone's familiar with the format by now, but it's Buzz Kenya. It's the name of the website providing these for us. Buzz Kenya. This was a hundred questions to make people feel comfortable. So, I'm going to start at number um, 30. Okay. I think 30 looks good. Number 30. How do you start a conversation? Wow. It's supposed to make me feel better. Yeah. <laughs> Very abstract question. Um, how do you start a conversation? How do you start how do, a conversation? How do I start well, I don't a know. conversation? That, that's one way of looking at it. I mean, with, with a person I've never met, with a person I'm... It depends. It's broad. I mean, with you, um, I suppose... Um, hey, how's the how's the radio going? That how's is, all that? I guess that would work for yeah. me. True. Uh, <laughs> um, or other people working in radio. So I suppose someone someone I've known for a long time. Mm. I, I inquire about their inquire about aspects of their life that I'm aware a, of. We're going to need a specific quote, otherwise it's just not really an answer. Okay. Um, <sighs> With all the correct inflections and everything. Okay. Yeah. Quite okay. Shall, shall, shall I? Shall I? Should we do a little? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was just pronounce it. Mm. Oh, hey Ben, how's it going? That was pretty good. See, I felt that I felt comfortable. Yeah. That's, okay. Maybe that's what that question is about. It's about making you make me comfortable. Okay. It's like a reverse reflexive comfortable effect. I don't think that was very accurate. I think that was quite <laughs> staged. I don't feel that's how I'd actually start a conversation. No, In a radio studio, when someone said to you, How do you start a conversation? That's how I'd start a conversation. Oh sorry, I didn't read the beginning of the question. That's actually what it you answered the question perfectly. Uh, what? Okay, number 31, might as okay, well. Right. That's the following one yeah. from 30. Uh, what keys on a keyboard do you not use? Oh, I mean, most of them are. <laughs> well, on principle. Yeah. It's just not in my vocabulary. Yeah. I don't really use it, yeah. He's getting about a station, that R. Um, numlock. Mm. Numlock. Mm, that's a good one, actually. Um, I didn't think there'd be any answer for that question, because I thought it would be, oh, well, I, I, you know, but you're right. Also, the second enter key, the little one underneath the little square of numbers. Um, I, I always thought, like, 
computer geeks use those? Well, it's people who work in data entry or um, often call centers. Okay. You know the people who do the one-handed? Mm, yeah. I remember when I was a child, I used to use the, the thin line of numbers at the top. Mm. And my mum used to say, you should use the, these, this, yeah, this yeah. block of numbers. It's more efficient. And I, I just didn't, didn't give it. Well, that's it. She's completely right. And I've, I've realized that every time I go to a keyboard, basically, and think, eh, well, it's too late now. I've got a laptop. Page up, page down. Mm. Don't know what they're for. Once I use again, print screen quite a lot. You do? Yeah, I'm a fan of print screen. Well, someone needs to. <laughs> do you print screen and then copy it into paint and then draw pretty pictures on it? I don't draw pretty pictures in it. I um I don't know what it depends what I'm printing the do screen you draw naughty of. pictures on it. I do. Um yeah, so I suppose yeah, those, those are the key ones. Mm. Esk. No, I use Esk quite a lot. Like, Not as much as I used to. I'm it's glad gone you out call of fashion, it isn't it? <laughs> it's gone out of fashion. It's good to call it Esk, just to keep it clear which one you mean. Because if you use the full unabbreviated form, people like, there's no button that says that. <laughs> Where is there any key? Yeah, mm, classics. Well, I think we should have one more. Um Oh, that's also good. Ah, let's just bust through them, I guess. There's yeah. a few ones that need to be... Uh... Okay, we'll go for number 30. Oh, yeah, I'm going to have to get for that one. Mm. Uh, number 35. Where were you three hours ago? First section, second section of the same question. Do you think someone is stalking you? Um, three hours ago, I was in um, a stonemason. Wow, okay. And I was there because I was being stalked. <laughs> Um, by someone who ate stones. Okay. Um, no, that part of that was a lie. I was okay. in a stonemason. Um, oh, that's the that's the shame. That's the part that's true. Buying some stone for my hearth, and um, I'm, I'm I'm impressed. I'm unaware of being stalked, but I suppose that just means I'm being stalked by efficiently. Really good at stalking. Yeah, exactly, an experienced. So I was aware they'd be. You know. I'm really happy for you, man, because a lot of people get the sloppy stalkers, but mm. I've got a great stalker. Mm-mm. Exactly, you want the good ones. <laughs> I should take advantage of the fact that I've got a cold and I've got this kind of voice. Oh, yeah. Maybe I should talk a bit more like they Not with the accent, that's not fair. I juxtapose with sniffling doesn't really work that well. Oh, you mean Trump style? Yeah. <laughs> Doing it Trump style. I've not even watched that. I've just read a reference to it. That's how comedy works. You just read lots of other people referencing things and then I've, put them together. I've seen all this sniffing pasted together into uh, a, a kind of... Um, um, Sniffilation. Collage of sniffing. Which is entertaining. Collage. I've seen like Baldwin impersonating him and I thought, yeah, it's pretty good, but I'm uh, not really down enough with American politics to get the humour, unfortunately. So, I went a bit of my head. Who? Baldwin? Mm. Who's Baldwin? Mm. He's um, the most successful bald man. <laughs> it's his name's Wynn. Yeah. And he's bald. Yeah. <laughs> my name's uh, Baldwin. Good old Baldwin. <laughs> uh, would you like to play a song for us, Tom? Okay. Would you like to? Oh, would I? Yeah. I'll let you sort that out. Just let me know Slick. when you're ready. Yeah. Okay. Slick isn't what we do. Uh, yeah, so... Okay, I'm ready. Okay, well, in that case, just fuck over it. Do you want to introduce it? You can, you can, t- you oh, can talk over it. This is um, Holocene by Bonnie Vare. Very nice. And um, I enjoy it because it makes my brain happy. Do you know when the singing comes in? Because we do that radio thing where we talk until the singing comes in, like, It's bang. quite a long intro. Exactly. So it's quite good, I think. It'd be better if we knew exactly when the singing was coming in. So I'm just going to keep talking. Um, about the song, it um, makes my ears smile, uh, um, and it makes my ear. What about your nose too? Um, Remain the same. <laughs> I 
da da. Why is there no sound? <laughs> there is sound. Oh, well, that's my first genuine flaw in the radio. I turned the headphones down and thereby thought that nothing was happening. Oh, well, we'll have to have our time. What was that, Tom? That was Holocene. Nice. Now, what is it time for? Taskmaster. Yeah, that's what it is. We... No, it was Taskmaster, was it? Yeah, I think it was. I had, mm. Topic Master. Topic Master. Topic Master. We prepared that thoroughly in the music and uh, then did it perfectly live. Basically, that means that I'm going to pass over the uh, link topic creation uh, curation to my co-host, Tom. So what have you got for us? I've got a, um, I've got a few topics. Um, I'm just trying to think what to start. I think, okay, okay. So I've got a question for you. Mm. Um, why do you think the language Esperanto mm. hasn't taken off? Interesting. Do you know... I do know Esperanto, yeah, okay, yes. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, my main experience of it was via the autobiography of William Shatner, oh, wow. um, where he did the world's first, and I think last, uh, entirely Esperanto film. Um, the floor in which was, that, as he pointed out, that no one in the cast spoke Esperanto. So everyone was just sort of um, learning their lines parrot fashion and just saying them to each other with a sort of blank, cold, mm. dead eyes mm. of a person who doesn't know what they're saying and just realised they've made a terrible career move. Of course, it was William Shatner, so it didn't really make any difference. Like um, an Americans do an English accent. It does. So they I don't feel really that's understand harsh, but... what they're saying. It's like a different language to them. I see what you mean, where the emotion sort of they gets can't, stripped they're, out. They're thinking about their accent so much mm, mm. Um, that they can't impart any emotion onto it. It's probably not so much the accent they're thinking about. It's probably more the uh, hundreds of years of oppression pre-independence. <laughs> that's what's really bearing down on them. They're, like, they're speaking the language of their oppressors. And they feel quite rightly uh, hard done by during those scenes. At least that's why I assume what's happening. Whereas when someone like Hugh Laurie goes over there and speaks an American accent, mm. anything he's just rubbing salt in the wound. He's of... bringing thousands of years of culture yeah. into their, their barren desert. I see. I was just going with the fact that he was just beating their, um, their open independence recent wound uh, okay. mm, with the Englishness. That's what I'm assuming his intention was with House. Uh, but to answer your actual question... Um, I think it's because if you take something uh, so beautifully natural and and accident-based and fluky, weird, who knows what's going on as language, and attempt to engineer that in any form, whether that's France closing the dictionary and not allowing new words in, or whether it's, you know, um, censorship, people are generally going to go, well, yeah, I, I hear your thing, and I, I, I either ignore it or deliberately do the opposite. Uh, yeah, I think you can't really engineer that kind of thing. That's the whole point of language, isn't it? It just I happens. Mean, but like within a generation, we could have an entire, almost entire globe where everybody can communicate with everybody. You could. By learning a relatively easy language. But I mean, we're already at the point where a huge amount of people speak English and, and um, I believe it's Mandarin Chinese. You could just start with those. Seems to They're yeah. already quite, they've sort of been written. Um, I understand that there's a slight... You know, element of superiority if you're naturally speaking that language. That's the thing. Non-English speakers um, don't want to speak. Um, well, it's in this, I don't know. It's 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 a pretty good lear learning language because it's such a mongrel mess of of everyone just sticking their you know bit in and taking the bit out and whatever it is. And you can speak it in so many ways. It's quite mm. a good one for learning. I've been told. Maybe they're just being kind. 
Yeah, it's like English speakers like to say that other other languages are more difficult. Oh yeah, that's definitely not true. Because, no. Um, no, no, I think yeah, we. That's like, why we don't do it. Yeah, that's an excuse too, for too our. Difficult. English is easy. Yeah, we just don't want to learn. My theory is we don't want to learn English because it will weaken our uh, post-imperial bond on the world. Like oh, we've, you don't. It was a part of of of. Uh, controlling places like India was you didn't learn the language that was part of the rules of the Raj never learn the language because then you're coming down to their level or at least paralleling to their level whereas if you keep them on the back foot by not being fluent strong 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 Hmm. so is that your answer yeah to summarize exactly we need to keep everyone on the back foot Uh, we've (laughs) recently voted out of Europe and in some ways out of the world Uh, we're heading backwards in numerous ways just opinion here not news Uh, not to say that if it's news Um, so the least we can do is maintain a stranglehold on the world's culture via maintaining our language foothold Mm. okay yeah I'll accept that exactly Well, as you know, I'm fiercely empirical. Is that the word? No, that's the wrong word. Imperial. Imperial. I think I've been using that the whole time the wrong way. Oh, well. Uh, Well, let's break from that fact with a brief bit of musical noise. Um, Yeah, music that sounds like this. The fall, uh, not the season, not the one we're in, the other kind of fall, the one with Marky Smith making a mess over the decades. I find it very pleasant. How do you find it? Um, <clears throat> I did use the wrong word. Pleasant is not what it is. Uh, I'd, I'd describe it as unpleasant. Mm. Um Not in a bad way. No, exactly. Well, that was his intention, I'm sure. Unpleasant in a good way, which is kind of punk isn't it exactly it was uh in many ways he's sort of he's just he is him there's no one really quite like that's uh in fact there was a a bit of swearing in there just one little word i was on the border of uh cutting out and then i realized you cannot understand what he's saying anyway so unless you're a really deep level marky smith fan in which case you're probably not having an issue with swearing you're not understanding it it's an interesting question, really, with uh, censorship. Which where was it? Which 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 letter? I forget. I think it was uh, maybe an F in there somewhere. It's maybe quite a bad one, isn't mm. it? But like I say, in the sort of sense of, I mean, at what point is swearing swear? How intelligible does swearing have to be? Is there a threshold of intelligibility um, when you can start being offended by I think it? If you can understand the swear word, if you can hear mm. the swear word, then it's officially classed as offensive. What if someone says like, <laughs> they were trying to say what? a swear word? <laughs> Um, but they failed. The intention was there. You see what I mean? Uh, if the person that was receiving that <laughs> word receiving. Um, uh, got the sort of idea of it, you know, mm. if they realised the, the word you were trying to say, then mm. um, then they would be um, understandably offended. So if you're watching a subtitled film where the unintelligible, say it was um, Joaquin Phoenix talking to, uh, who's a really good one of that, um, maybe Gary Oldman, you, oh, and Tom Hardy as well. It all went together in a room. And you can't understand a single word that's being said, obviously, because that's the current acting style. Um, but it is subtitled. Mm. Um, you know, I mean, I, if you've read the word, then, you know, you made a, made a conscious choice there. You've said the word in your own head. They haven't even said the word to you, really. Oh, that's quite obviously it's still a, an offensive swear word. If you, if it's, I think it's worse if it's written down than if it's said, because it's... 
I know. Yeah. It's been sort of stamped into time. It's, yeah. It's, a, it's, a vis- it's now a visual thing. Yeah. It exists on, well, admittedly still on a 2D level, but nothing's really 2D, is it? They put it into your brain, into the back of your eyes. In the back of your eyes. Mm. Well, Louis C.K. has a thing where he says that swearing is effectively, uh, sorry, censoring swearing by using uh, first letters is basically putting the swear word into the mind of the listener and making them say it to themselves. So it's exactly, it's no different. You either no, don't no. swear or you just, you, you know, if you say F word, basically everyone who knows that word then goes, oh, well, now I've thought of that word. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a way it's of... It's a way of m- Using the swear word mm. so everyone knows exactly what you're trying to say, yeah, exactly, but yeah. not saying it. Exactly, there's been no censorship at that point. There's just been a, a lack of a specific syllable. Yeah, you, the syllables are less in the world than they could have been. But apart mm. from that, everything remains the same. So, um, well, let's see. Oh, yeah, there was a thing I was going to mention. It, it came up this morning. Um, yeah, <laughs> not that kind of show. Well, we'll see. Uh, yeah, I was leaving my house, um, and I think you you know my house. You've been to my house. Yeah, yeah, it's a very nice house. Yeah, uh, as befitting. So I was leaving the house, and I I do that quite often, uh, not as often as I probably should. Uh, and I was, I have two options when I leave the house. I can turn mm. left or right, mm. as you know. Mm. Now left goes down the hill. Yeah. Right goes a little bit up the hill, but then immediately becomes level. Mm-hmm. Now to go left to get into town and to particularly go to my work and various things I need to get to is is by far the longer, um, I mean, by far, we're talking about two, three minutes, but you know, it's all, it's all relative, um, the longer and more difficult way because it involves going down a hill and thereby up a hill to return to the top of the hill. Going right involves going a very slight bit up a hill and then it's a level walk, easier, more mellow, nice views, you know, get to see some high streets, all very nice. But I find it almost physically impossible to turn right when I'm going into into town because right is slightly the wrong direction for the mm. first about I thirty know, meters. I, I hear you. Mm. Yeah, mm. completely get you. Now that seems to me to be a bit of a, a mental flaw because mm. I know that it's the wrong decision. It's definitely the wrong decision to go left, but inevitably I'll be I'll be walking down the I'll be turning left, walking along, going. It's the wrong decision. Mm. I um I have a similar thing where if I've got a route, which is just a route from A to B, um, with a few different options, um, often my natural route there will be different to my natural route back. Mm. So I, I want to. I think it's your brain wants to, to turn. So if it's like a, it's a straight then a turn, mm. your brain wants to do that rather than do a turn then a straight. I don't know. It's kind of you want to go as the crow flies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's just downhill. Maybe it's like like. For instance, sheep, yeah. they'll always run away from things uphill. Interesting. Because yeah. they're afraid they'll tumble and fall and it'll be too hilarious. Or... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or they like the view. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's like, well, I might get eaten, but if I don't, crack and view. The same with bulls as well. They, um, <clears throat> If you're running away from a bull, mm. people then run downhill because they, they're not very good at running downhill. Oh. Do they get all sort of... <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do. It's because their back legs are longer than their front legs. Really? Slightly, yeah, yeah. 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 Actually, visualising a bull. Let's all visualise a bull together now. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that they would be. Interesting. Yeah, we always had this question of, uh, um, you know, the whole thing of, like, you can take a cow upstairs but not downstairs. I've never heard that. Really? I thought it was a man, you know... Uh, Tom's you? a countryman, it's worth pointing out. Yeah. It's a countryman. 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 
Uh, yeah, no, it's a apparently classic thing. It always comes with the ribald joke about <laughs> the farmer who found that out the tough way when his wife got home and all that stuff. But it's more just apparently it's to do with the way their legs bend or something. Oh, okay. I don't know any context in which you want to take a, sh- a cow upstairs. That was my problem with the whole thing. Not the whole, oh, it's crazy, they can't go down. Yeah, I'm fine, they can't go downstairs. There's no stairs in nature, it's fine. But the fact that well, you, don't, you don't need, do you need to? You want to take a cow upstairs? Yeah. Of course you do. Do you need to? Of course you do. Yeah. Why? Um, <clears throat> if you've got something upstairs to show it, um, it's like a piano or a wardrobe. Is that what um, they're into? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not, not, not all not of exclusively. them. Some of them are. Some, some balls are into uh, antique furniture and, um, and pianos. So um, oh, you'd have to take them upstairs. It was probably wrong of me not to, um, not to have thought about that, really. I was maybe being unfair to the cows and the balls. I think you are. Yeah. Painting them in a very two-dimensional light it's grass it's all about the grass for them isn't it it's what people think it's not true no they're deeper than that right. well bulls are exceptionally deep in every sense mm. uh, that's why you're well cracking for eating <laughs> got a good bit of depth mm. <laughs> eat a steak it's mm. deep exactly a nice mm. deep steak deep yeah. um yeah let's probably play some music I guess that's part of the show do you want to play a song? Yeah, okay. Okay, here you go. So, I mean, the first song was quite, um, I don't know, how do you describe that first song that I played? I'd say it was ideal, uh, kind of mellow, mellowing mid-morning music. Melancholy. Mm. Uh, that's one of my favourite songs. Mm. Um, I thought for a second song, I'm going to bring it up a little bit. Yeah. Most of the songs, the songs I like are quite like that, so I thought I'd just play a song which is kind of, I, kind of, I think it's average, mm. but slightly more fun. So well, um, this is a bit of a guilty... Pl- Guilty pleasure. No, I don't like that phrase, no. It's not a guilty pleasure. Exactly. If you enjoy something, you enjoy something. Get on with it. Stop messing around with the guilt. Yeah. Now, that was certainly different. I think that... It's probably the only time in history that someone's played The Fall and then I'm asking you to fill the uh, gap of the artist <laughs> um, with a hand gesture. Um, Rather Be by Clean Bandit. Clean Bandit. Yeah. The Fall and Clean Bandit together for the first time. Possibly the last. Oh. Sh- I'd like to send it to Marky e. Smith and see how he feels. Oh, I think they make friends. And they kind of... I don't think he has friends. In fact, do you know... Um, I can't this is bad this is a Radio 6 DJ we were talking about Radio 6 before mm. he's the one who's on in the evenings regularly playing new music he's got a gruff northern accent he used to do a show with Mark Radcliffe it's not very important anyway he the used other, to be the other Mark pro- Mark probably um, mm, Commode no. no not Commode he's a film isn't he <laughs> he's a film he's a lovely chunk of film yeah anyway he used to be in the fall so he's told some lovely stories uh, about the experience of hanging out with old Marky. He's not called Marky, incidentally. He makes him sound a little adorable. <laughs> little Marky. <laughs> Mark space E. If you called him Marky, he would destroy you. Marky. Little Marky. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's time for Tom to be Topic Master. Topic Master. There we go. Um, okay, so for topic number two. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling? Are you feeling um, kind of, do you want to go deep? Like a like a bull, or do you want to go uh, humorous? Like a 
bull like a bull like a bull like a young bull like a young bull like when a they're doing that thing where they jump up and down loads get really uh, excited when they see you slams they lambs, sl- lambs oh as damn. in yeah i thought you were telling me that when a bull jumps up and down or a bullock it's called slams <laughs> <laughs> i don't remember what they call it i don't know did you go out of the field hey, today let's do some slams let's do some slams yeah freak out the tourists um no so do you want to go bull or do you want to go lamb well, I think I'm going to let you make, decide, make the decision. What I want to do is I'm going to give you a tense countdown-esque timer to you making a decision. It's going to sound like this. Is free will an illusion? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. When you ask someone to bring a few topics to a radio show... I mean, I gave you the choice. He brings the topic. It, out. it brings the topic. Where's Topic Master? If it was Topic... Topic Master. If he was topic amateur or top, uh, topic learner, he would have probably brought something a bit more sort of, do you like cake? But no, as the master, it's free will and illusion. Um, mm, I think it's best we get this sorted out now because yeah. this has been going around for some time and I think we need a pretty definitive answer. So, did, I mean, do you know the, I'm guessing you know the theory? Mm, well, I suppose it depends how you define free will. If you define it as a God-given thing... A thing given us to us as a way of testing us, then it sort of has some level of significance because then it's it's part of a long game. It's about uh, you totting up your points, you know, in a sort of nectar card style situation, so you can earn some nice rewards. I mean, you and I know both know that's not the case. So. <laughs> you gave me a little wink there, as if it was like, just keep that between that's, us. Keep that between that's us. That's just a tick of mine. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, so if you look at it in those terms, then obviously free will would, couldn't be an illusion because it's got some value. If you're not so into those terms, if you don't believe in nectar cards or club cards or, I don't know. I mean, uh, no one's denying that those things exist. If you don't believe in the metaphorical concept of, uh, points following rewards, followed by rewards, then, um, yeah, it would have to be an illusion really mm. because, well... What's what's what is what's the, what's it achieving? What what are you doing with your free will? Yeah. Like what's the actual? It doesn't make a difference. So in the sense of anything you're doing having any value of any sort, um, it like everything else gets reduced down to yep, yeah, yep. That's the sound of nothing. So in that sense, but at the same time, I can do this. I can I can just sort of slide across the room to the point where my voice is no longer being picked up. Oh my god, what's happening? Uh, I can sort of just oh, I can oh. fill with things. Oh, no, don't do that. Oh. I can slide things around. And I can make the radio less good. And hence the illusion of free will, okay? No, but you see, that was proof. Because <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. By all, by all measures. But I did. But, yeah. the th- but the things that made you decide to do that. Mm. So there's like... It was con- you. There's, there's conscious influences that might make you do something. There's also unconscious influences. Mm. And it's the fact that any decision you make is governed by unconscious influences that you're not aware of. That makes you think that your decisions are are free. No, I see your point. Uh, it's all a sort of, uh, everything's a cause and effect and every effect is uh, caused by a cause yeah. and ad infinitum. Yeah, well, that was the argument, wasn't it? That was the logical argument yeah, back, in, back in the day. Ad infinitum meant you kept on going, but you went back to God and that solved the problem. Yeah. yeah. Everything keeps going backwards and backwards and backwards, cause and effect, cause and effect, and eventually you have to have your first cause. A prime mover, if you will. Yes, exactly. Uh, Like Michael Jackson or... 
Justin Timberlake. Yeah, Hasselhoff in his time. In his time. Not anymore. I'm just being clear there. Uh, so, yeah, I mean... I mean, yeah. if you look at it as I though... I suppose... I think the problem with it being an illusion is just to talk over you there. That's fine. <laughs> just to get you on the radio. Good radio skills, Ben. Exactly, just to politely Good radio uh, skills. talk over you as the guest. Um, really, just, I mean, it's, it's an illusion in the sense that everything is an illusion. You know what I mean? That's like, a cop-out. That's a cop-out. Don't though. give me that. It's not, though, because that's what I mean. It's like, it's not an illusion because the words refer to a thing. We all understand what that thing is. So, basically, it's a thing. It's not the thing we'd like it to be the sort of ultimate power to control the universe at every level. But uh, it's the sort of everyday meaning of it, which is I fancy a bagel, might go and get a bagel. But at the last second, change it to a baguette. Exercising free will there. <laughs> How do you feel about it? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of agree, really, I suppose. Um, um, I think there are certain people who demonstrate it quite well, such mm-hmm. as a, like Darren Brown, for instance, mm. suggestion, mm. suggestion he does. That's kind of using the tool of, of kind of uh, subconscious um, subconscious suggestions that, that that make you do something that you you wouldn't have you wouldn't have done otherwise. Mm. Um, yeah, I think it's. Uh, so you're saying Darren Brown's like the new god. He's like he's like a small god. He is quite sure. Like a small god. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. No. Not Darren, well, it's not Darren Brown. Not Darren Brown. I probably shouldn't talk down to him. He's done more than I'll ever do. He's made people think that zombies were coming and stuff. I mean, that's pretty. That's pretty good. I mean, I don't know if that's good. It's impressive. I don't know if it's kind. <laughs> it's not kind. <laughs> no. Doesn't necessarily mean he's made the world a better place. I mean, he didn't. Didn't nearly shoot himself. And made that into quite an amazing TV spectacle, which is, mm. that's impressive. That was like mm. an hour of television where he didn't nearly shoot himself. I mean, he... Because yeah. there wasn't any, there wasn't any chance of him shooting himself, was there? That's the general, that's the general reveal after a few years was like, there's was no bullets, it's fine. Well, I mean, they're, they're blanks. Well, apparently not even really, it was still faked. Um, oh, shut up. Well, that's the point. That's don't his whole thing. No, but that's his don't, whole, the entire point it. of Darren Brown is him saying, look... People fake stuff and they do it really well. Oh yeah, of and course, you yeah, shouldn't yeah. worry so, about it. It's like it, it, it's fun, but don't be like don't be like giving them your money or anything. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he I does. Mean, he 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 has lots of disciplines and he sort of intermingles them and makes yeah. you think he's doing one thing when he's doing another thing. Exactly. He managed to make a whole show where he constantly told you about how people manipulate situations, twist you into believing things that aren't true, and then he. F- Finished it all up by doing exactly all those things. Mm. I shake his hand, but he's yeah. not here. I'll shake your hand. Subversive. Ah. Can you get a, Can you get a handshake onto the radio? Let's try. Okay, really close. Let's try getting it on the microphone. <laughs> there we go. Well, I guess we're. Mm, I don't know. We can either just waffle for a few minutes, but I feel we should probably play some kind of music. Hmm. Uh, yeah, well, I'm going to ask you one more question. Okay. And then we'll finish up by playing a song. Um, I think I'll return to uh, the old reliable Buzz Kenyon. Uh, and ask question number 45. Feels like the appropriate question. Number 45. Is there anything I should know? No. <laughs> You've been listening to... It's raining, Ben. 
Uh, my guest co-host collaborator today has been Tom. Hi. And bye. <laughs> yeah, bye being the more <laughs> operative word. Uh, have you enjoyed your time on the radio, Tom? Yeah, it's been really good. Um, I don't think I've been as um, um, interesting, funny or natural as I would have liked to have been. But No one I ever mean... <laughs> is. That's just life. If anything, we, we offer a service here. We show you that life is never really quite as good as it could have been. I think it's been passable. Mm. That's all we can hope for. <laughs> exactly. Live, get conscious, achieve passable, die. This is Dan Deacon. Bye, everyone.